0: And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Calling all detectives. A face appears on a television screen. One face among thousands. As you watch the television screen, that face suddenly assumes the mask of death. That is the situation on this page for my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, Private Detective. A private detective like me, Jerry Browning, learns to be a close observer, even if things happening 20 miles away. When I'm very busy, I generally grab a bite to eat at whatever place is handiest, which generally turns out to be a bar and grill. These days, one thing that every bar and grill seems to have is Here they come out for the third round. The bruiser looks weak. Look at him swaying there. Yeah? Television. That evening, I was watching what looked like a one-sided massacre with the bruiser on the receiving end. At the end of that round, the camera swung around on the fans at ringside. Right in front, there was a heavy-set, red-faced character who promptly made faces at the camera and waggled his fingers. I saw him only for a moment because the camera returned to the ring. One minute later, the bruiser suddenly came back to life and knocked his opponent kicking. The next night, in another bar and grill, I watched some harness races coming from a different station. Between races, the camera picked up the crowd. And there, right in front, was the same red-faced character still making faces and waggling his fingers. But as I watched, his eyes glazed over and his mouth sagged open. In that moment... I was seeing a man who had been shot to death at a track 20 miles away. Two nights running, I saw the picture of a man mugging into a television camera. And on the second night, for a brief instant, I saw death slip over his face. At police headquarters, Lieutenant Dawson told me, Frankie Cosgrove was his name, Jerry. One of those Spartan characters. Nobody knows how to make a living. What's your interest in the case? I saw him die. Dawson looked shocked. You were Saw a man killed and kept quiet about it until now? I shook my head. Don't get excited, Dawson. I saw it on a television screen. The camera was on Cosgrove at the moment he was killed. What's more, I saw him on a different television screen the night before. Dawson stared at me. Jerry... Let's talk to the people who work those television cameras. We talked to the television cameramen and to other people higher up who ran the television stations. Mr. Browning, some people are inveterate show-offs. When they see a camera turned on them, they act for it. remarkable coincidence that this murdered man got his face into the picture on two successive evenings, but... Believe me, only a coincidence. I haven't made a living as a private detective for ten years by taking anybody's word for it that what he can't explain is just a coincidence. <laughs> Laughing Boy is one of my best sources of information. For a price. What do you want, Brandon? Hurry it up. There was a character killed at the track the other night, Frankie Cosgrove his lips. I don't know who killed him. I didn't think you would. What I want to know is, how did Frankie get by what was his racket? Twenty bucks, boys, Dave. I held the money cupped in my hand. Laughing boy's fingers closed avidly over the twenty. Gambling. Cosgrove was a percentage boy. Never with his own money. 6.30 6.30 in the morning, clocking horses as they worked out around the track. Sad Sam Soper looked even sadder than usual. What a life, Jerry, what a life. <laughs> Sam, as a handicapper, I uh, I thought you'd know most of the sporting characters around. I'm looking for a line on a small-time gambler, Frankie Cosgrove. Made his living betting other people's money. Sad Sam's eyes were remote as he gazed across the track. Jerry, if a man's job is to bet money with bookies for big-time gamblers that don't want to be seen doing their own betting, that's what you might call approximately legitimate. But if he figures out an angle on how to give the boys he's working for an extra point or two, then you understand the bookies might get very, very annoyed with him. And the biggest bookie in town is Joe Peckham. Joe Peckham's bookie parlor was one of the best equipped in town. It served free drinks to customers. Anybody could enter the place except... You're a private dick, Browning. Keep out. There was plenty of steam behind my wallet, but it didn't even lock the muscle man at the door. And he didn't raise a hand to return the blow. I said, I'll just keep slugging until you lose your temper. We stage a battle royal and the cops show up. Or you let me in. The muscle man smiled thinly. Come on in. The doorman was right behind me as I entered the big room. When he saw us, Joe Peckham walked out of the cashier's booth. This sham has slugged his way in. Peckham nodded, whispered, This way, Browning. Peckham sat down at a small desk, waved a negligent hand at me. Talk to me, Browning. Give me one reason why Tommy shouldn't kick your teeth in. I grinned at him. Well, I know who killed Frankie Cosgrove, and why. How's that for a reason? Peckham was amused. Why should I want to kill a mosquito like Cosgrove? Because he had a system. Because he went to fights and to the track and picked up information that would change betting odds. And then he worked his way up to where he'd get picked up by a television camera and wigwag his information to somebody on the outside. It didn't work for him every night, most likely, but if it worked just once in a while, what a shellacking a big-time bookie like you would take. And did take. Peckham wasn't amused anymore. You chump to come here with stuff like that and expect to get out alive. I glanced around the room. The muscle man. He didn't look happy. Then I turned back to Peckham. Something's bothering your boy, Mr. Peckham. Maybe he's even thinking. As for example, how did I find out? They made a film from that telecast. It showed Cosgrove getting killed, and it showed who killed him. If your mug here starts anything with me, he'll wind up where you're going, which is a chair wired for voltage. Peckham whispered, Take him, Tommy. Nothing happened. The guard just stood there. After a moment, I got up. Come on, Peckham. Let's go. Peckham was the killer. He'd done his own dirty work. The stuff about a film of the telecast was nonsense, of course, but it was real enough to Peckham so that he started talking and talked himself into a life sentence. Like I said, a murderer always has plenty to worry about. And these days, he's even got to be careful about television.